We're turning back to the book of Revelation, and we're in chapter 10 and chapter 11. We're going to deal with both chapters because they're very closely linked. I was just thinking there, as, as Jim was praying, no man can pluck us out of the Father's hand. No man can pluck us out of the hands of the Lord Jesus. Wonderful, isn't it? Think of that. So, Revelation chapter 10. I'll read the whole chapters. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. He had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice, as with a lion roareth, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lift up his hand to heaven, and swear by him that liveth for ever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are therein, and the earth and the things that are therein, and the sea and the things which are therein, that there should be no time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go, Take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. He said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out, measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall be tread underfoot, Forty-two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if a man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. 
and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which is spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindred and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in the graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood up upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake was slain of men seven thousand. And the remnant were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past, behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign for ever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their thrones fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and which was and which art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldst give rewards unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, should destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in the temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings, and great earthquake and great hail. The Lord will bless the reading of that book, two chapters of Revelation. So, so far we have looked at the seven seals. And the seven seals were God's providential judgments of the world and they affected one quarter of the world. Then we come on to the trumpets, the judgments of the trumpets. And this is much more intense and greater judgments coming upon the world. And it mentions one third. So this, its intensity is going out. It's increasing in its intensity. And we get to these wars and the last three of these trumpets are loud voice, war, war, war to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices which the three trumpet angels yet to sound. It ends with three big wars. Yeah? Big wars to the earth. And then when we look for the, the seventh trumpet to be sounded, we don't find it till we get right into chapter 11. So let's look at chapter 10, verse 1. And I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, 
and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was it were as the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Now this is just like we saw in chapter 8, where we saw the, the angel of the Lord, which was Christ himself, interceding for those of his remnant of his children on earth. This is also a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can see that because he has similar characteristics with chapter 1, isn't it? Remember in chapter 1, we say, His feet were like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his countenance was as the sun shining in its strength. Similar picture in chapter 1. So this confirms really this is the Lord Jesus Christ in angelic form. He had in his hand a little book. And this book is not sealed. This book is open. So it means that the judgments that are coming upon the world is imminent. Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ is about to intervene into the world's affair. His glorious appearing as Andrew prayed about. Which we're all looking forward to. We will come with him in his appearing. Isn't that wonderful? And he sets his foot upon the sea and one foot upon the land. The sea could be the masses of the people like we talked about before. And on the land, the governing bodies that are on the land. And he has absolute, supreme, majestic authority over everything. Absolute And he cries with a loud voice as a lawn writheth, a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. So the earth is the Lord's. It's his by right. And he is going to take full control of this earth. And when he says seven thunders, you know, it's, it's grabbing your attention, isn't it? Think about this. And when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. Uh, that's John was about to write. And then the, the Lord told him, don't write these things. And these seven thunders are not to be spoken about. So that remains a mystery to us because it's not revealed what the seven thunders are. But they are related to judgment, I'm sure. And then the angel which I saw upon the sea and upon the earth laid lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever, created heaven and the things that are in, etc., etc., said there will be time no longer. So we're coming to the actual end of earth's time and Christ is going to intervene immediately. Now this is where it gets a bit tricky, isn't it? Because there's lots of parentheses in the book of Revelation. A parenthesis is lots of information given us from what to learn, yes? And obviously, when you think of the parenthesis here, the end is coming here, because we're in this parenthesis, but we've still got chapter 12 right to the end of Revelation to discover much more, more things. So parentheses can be a little bit confusing, and there's quite a lot of them in the book of Revelation. So he says... But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, which shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his prophets. 
Now, what is this mystery of God? Normally, we think of a mystery, don't we? We think of the New Testament where a mystery has been hidden in God and then it's been revealed, like the church was revealed to Paul, the one body, Jew and Gentile. That mystery was revealed. The mystery here is the Lord Jesus Christ has been extremely long-suffering and patient with this very wicked, sinful world. Yes? And he's not intervened in this day of grace. He's not intervened in this wicked world. He did in the Old Testament, but not in this time. And this is what it's talking about. He is now going to intervene in the world affairs. Yes, He's coming down to intervene. And he'll be Lord of Lords and King of Kings when he intervenes. So the mystery is, you know, people might say, what's he doing? Why isn't he intervening? Why is he allowing all this wickedness to go on and go on and go on? He's been long-suffering in grace. That's why he's allowing all this to go on. But the time has now come. Time no more, he said. This is it. I am coming. I am intervening in the world itself, which is a tremendous thing to grasp, isn't it? And the voice which I heard from heaven spake to me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and the earth. So John takes this little book and he has to eat it. And it's sweet and it's bitter. I mean, the spiritual things of the Lord are very sweet to us, aren't they? But there's some bitterness here with all the judgments that are taking place at this time. And when it says that you must prophesy again before many people's nations and tongues and kings, this is like another volume is going on to. So from chapter 12 onwards, we're like into a, a new volume of things. The next time is, it, this chapter 11 is very important and it's related to the great tribulation. Right? The last war is in the times of the Great Tribulation. And the 42 months and the 1,203 score days is very significant. This is where Revelation links very, very closely with Daniel. So when we talk about Daniel, he talks about the 70 weeks of Daniel, which is 70 weeks of years. Right? Uh, and it says... Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish transgression and to make an end of sins. Thy people, thy holy city, is identifying Jews, clearly, yes? And Jerusalem. To make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and the prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem, that was by Nehemiah, and the threescore two weeks, the streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. After threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. That means the Lord Jesus Christ was rejected, he was crucified, and the kingdom was not established. So prophecy's clock stopped at that point. 
And it says, the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood unto the end of wars and desolations. It's significant that when Jesus was crucified, the Jews paid severely for it later on because the Romans came and destroyed the city completely. But the prince that shall come is future. So when we go through the book of Revelation many times, we'll see this later on. That the Romans are again troubling the holy city. Which it says, the holy city shall be tread underfoot 42 months. So the seven weeks, seven weeks of years, seven weeks, 49 years, 62 weeks equals 434 years. Or add them together, 483 years. One week left, which is seven years. Now this one week left for the seven years is very important because what's happening on earth now is the last days of the tribulation, yes? Seven years covenant was made from the head of the revived Roman Empire with the Antichrist and all the Jews who had gone over to the Antichrist. They made a covenant with them yeah, so they could continue their what they were going to continue doing for three and a half years. After the three and a half years, the covenant was broken. This is where the war comes in. Yeah, the covenant was broken and persecution took place. And these two witnesses that we're going to talk about, these two witnesses take place in that period of time, that last three and a half years. Yeah? It's all very interesting, isn't it? And he says, I will give power unto my witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's still equivalent to three and a half years. Forty-two months is three and a half years. Right? So we've already got that information. They are given power to witness and they prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. So they, they're really distressed. The Jews used to cover themselves with sackcloth when there was disasters about, yes? So these Jews are distressed. This is a remnant of the Jews, not the apostate ones, a remnant who are true to God and they're giving testimony and these are the ones that are getting persecuted. Yes. These are the two olive trees and two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And as it says, if any man hurt them, they will be killed. They have power to shut heaven and it rain not. So it's a, like Elijah. Yeah, they're not Elijah, but it's like Elijah. He called on the heavens to cease. There'll be no rain. And power over the waters to turn them to blood. That reminds us of Moses. But they're not Moses. They're two witnesses. Some people believe that they, these two witnesses might be more than that because it's the remnant of the faithful Jews. And the earth will all the plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, because it does come to an end, and they're giving testimony to the Lord. He is the Lord of all the earth. Yes. The earth is his. Kingdom's his. 
the beast descended out the bottomless pit. This is the head of the revived Roman Empire. And he makes war against them and overcomes them and kills them. So these witnesses are killed. And their bodies are just left to die, to rot in the streets. And I, I love this expression, you know, that Jerusalem is described as spiritually Sodom and Egypt. And then the touchingly it says, where our Lord Jesus was crucified. And the people and the kindreds and tongues and nations saw their dead bodies three days. Now, in the days of internet, yes, you can see things happening all over the world. So everyone says, how are they going to see all these bodies risen again? Because they'll see it on all the world's internet. Yes. They'll be able to view it from every country they live in. And they'll see these things taking place. And isn't it strange? They rejoice because they've got rid of them. They send gifts to one another because they've got rid of them. And after three and a half days, the spirit of life of God entered them, and they stood up on their feet, and fear fell upon all them that saw them. And then they were heard, come up. Yes. Their testimony's finished. Come up, and they ascend up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Then a very quick judgment came down, the same hour as the great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, the earthquake were slain of men 7,000. Second war is past. The third war cometh quickly. Third war is the worst. So the seventh angel has sounded. And this verse is absolutely superb, isn't it? Which we all rejoice in. The kingdom of the world is the Lord's. Isn't that wonderful? He will sit upon his throne of king of kings and lord of lords. He will come with us. We will reign with him. But the world kingdom is his. If you remember the Muslims uprising, ISIS. You remember ISIS? That was a long time ago now, wasn't it? When we all saw the horrific things they were doing. The caliphate. The caliphate, what the caliphate wants is a world kingdom for Muslims. They won't get it because the world kingdom is the Lord's. It's his. And he shall reign forever and ever. And then the four and twenty elders, the church which is in glory, they respond to this wonderful thing that Christ is going to reign. Uh, and they sat on their thrones and they fell on their faces and they worshipped God. And they said, we give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And what a great power that is. Eh? Majesty and glory. Then it says the nations were angry. There's a lot in this verse 18. The nations were angry. And thy wrath is come. And the time of the dead that they should be judged. That they should give reward to thy servants the prophets and to the saints. And them that fear thy name small and great should destroy them which destroy the earth. In that verse is many judgments that are taking place. It mentions the time of the dead that they should be. Time of the dead. I just lost my place, hang on. That they should be judged 
And this is chapter 20, the great white throne which is set up in eternity. All those who are in the graves who have not belonged to the Lord will be risen from among the dead, all of them, and they'll all be presented before the great white throne of Christ. And when you're before the great white throne of Christ, you are lost for eternity. So that's the judgment there. Rewards for the saints, which is 2 Corinthians 5, isn't it? We are before the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll have rewards given to us for the service we have down here. Then there's judgment of the living nations. Judgment of the living nations, which is Matthew chapter 25, the words of the Lord himself. Matthew 25, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered the nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, etc., etc. So he's separating the nations, sheep and goats. He's judging the goats and keeping the sheep. And then the last one, destroy those that are destroying the earth. That is the battle of Armageddon, which is Revelation chapter 19, verse 17. So lots going on there. At the end of this period, of this last tribulation period, we find that the Jews come to repentance uh, and they realize that they've crucified their Messiah. And Zechariah 12, 11 to 14 tells us that. Yeah, there's great mourning taking place because they've been affected by it, because they've seen the Lord Jesus Christ in all his glory. Which is wonderful, isn't it? All these things are wonderful. So what are we looking forward to? We, as intelligent people, we rejoice in what the Lord is doing. Yes. And when the Lord judges, we can't say, you shouldn't be doing that. That's not in our place. When he judges, he judges. All judgment is given unto him in heaven and earth. These are lovely things to consider and the wars. But then we go on to chapter 12 and onward and things will get worse. So we'll learn a lot more of the things that we've talked about. The Antichrist we haven't talked much about yet. Uh, but the Antichrist was in this, these late days as well with the apostate Jews. And head of the Roman Empire, the beast. So that's a trinity of evil, yes. Head of the Roman Empire, the Antichrist, and Satan. Trinity, all taking place at this time. And we'll see all that later on when we go through more of the book of Revelation. Let's leave it there. Eh? Now, Father, we do thank thee again for this awesome book that we read, uh, that we are taught the future and everything related to thy glory and thy judgment and the glorious reign that will take place upon earth and how we will admire thee as King of Kings, Lord of Lords, 
and come with thee in that glorious procession. Now we thank thee thy feet shall touch the Mount of Olives and thou will be here in person once again upon this earth. These things are so encouraging to us and we thank thee we can read of them and respond to them. We give thanks for thy word through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.